by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. All right, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for being here with us in this meeting. Thank you for leading and guiding us and giving us wisdom and understanding and opening your plan to us, helping us to be uh, putty in your hands, so to speak, being useful to the master's use, uses. Show us how to uh, go about this whole thing that we've endeavored to do, Lord, that you've been, you've placed us here to do, Father. And open our eyes and give us wisdom and insight, Father, and help us be encouraged and uh, touch our hearts and our courage and our and our stability and our accountability. All the things, our faithfulness, Lord, touch us in a special way today, Lord. Fill us with your Holy Spirit and help us to to have what it takes to finish this course and run this race and hear well done, good and faithful servant. We we thank you for our part in all of this. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, how many of y'all remember Stephen in the New Testament? He was in the book of Acts. And the apostles were uh, having all these new people come into the church and Every time Peter would open his mouth, 3,000 people would be added and, you know, things like that. It'd be nice to have a preacher like that. But anyway, uh, the church was growing, and then they began to have issues, you know, like a growing church would, you know. They don't have enough st- stuff in place and process and things happening. And, and so certain ones were complaining about this wasn't getting done or somebody was getting favoritism over this. You know, just church issues. <laughs> Things that I'm sure we all have faced in our groups and so forth. And so the apostles said, well, let's let's get some faithful men in the church full of the Holy Ghost and let's let them attend to some of the more mundane issues, the, the processes of the church and let's let us uh, apostles, we'll We'll stick to the teaching and the preaching of God's word and hearing from God and doing these things. So we'll 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 dole out responsibilities, delegate. And we'll we'll all do this together, like we were talking about today. And so they did. And uh, Stephen was one of those men that was full of the Holy Ghost, and and he was recognized for his dedication and faithfulness to the church. So he was one of the ones they put in charge of things. He was a leader in the church. And it, it amazes me that him and uh, Philip and some of the other ones that, that they mentioned, they seem just as empowered as the apostles. It says Stephen went about doing miracles and, and things, you know, and wonders and signs, and he was a great orator. And, and he had, you know, maybe he wasn't one of the original apostles, but it didn't, he didn't come short in any of the, the anointing and the gifts and the power of God on his life. 
And uh, it's so much so that, you know, the Jews got mad at him for telling them the truth. He was preaching the truth, and he uh, made the Jewish leaders mad. He gave a sermon that was so powerful and so heart-wrenching to those who had crucified Jesus and yelled, crucify him, that they got mad and, and uh, began to stone Stephen. Then Stephen looked up and he said, <laughs> he looked up and, and he was like, I see the Son of God standing at the right hand of God. And now we know from other scriptures that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. And we, you've all heard that, that Jesus stood up for Stephen when he saw Stephen's faith and saw Stephen doing the thing that he was called to do. And, and uh, they began to stone Stephen. And Stephen, like his master, said, don't lay this at their charge. Just as Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. Stephen says, Lord, they don't know what they're doing. Don't lay this at their charge. And he forgave them as they stoned him to death. Why do I tell this story? We don't know. I don't know. But we all want to shine. And Stephen was a rock star. He had his moment. And he gave it everything that he had, right? But his moment didn't last long. It would be nice to be able to give it all you have for a couple of weeks, a year or so, and then you get to go on and be with the Lord. Amen. Sometimes I'm mad at my brother for leaving early, you know. He was a rock star. He shone for a season, and he didn't have to wait it out like we have. He's not still here. He's... Somebody said recently that, you know, the closest we'll ever come to hell as believers is here on the earth. Yeah. And the closest that the non-believers will ever come to heaven is here on the earth. Yeah. And so <clears throat> we're still down here. And some of us are like shooting stars, but some of us have to keep on shining. And that's what I want to encourage us today, that we need to keep on shining until the Lord gets back. And when your light this begins to be this little light of mine, do like Tom says, begin to sing this big light of mine. That's right. And when the people are turning on you, and, and the, like they did, your own people are turning on you like they did David, you know, stir yourself up in the Lord. We have an obligation. Nobody's going to do this for us. We're leaders, and we're leaders for a reason. And God has trusted us with leadership uh, abilities and a leadership heart. And you've all displayed that. Well, I wanted to go through our 2022 uh, goals review for church-wide, <clears throat> just real briefly. I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time on this because we have other things to attend to, but our first goal, and I think our most important goal, the one that has been most forefront on my heart all year, has been to see a tangible increase in God's presence, power, and people in our services. If you've prayed with me in corporate prayer or before church or whatever, you've probably heard me talk about the three Ps. You've probably heard me from sermons. Um, I think we, we need to seek these things. We need to, to not be satisfied. We don't need to be a church that's just okay with a regular service, so to speak where the power of God is not there. We need to hunger and thirst after these things. 
then we'll be filled. So, do you got how do, how do you? I'm not going to open the floor up on all of these, but how do you feel like we're doing in that regard? Has you have you seen a tangible increase in God's presence, power, or people this year? And like I said in the in the email I sent to you, be honest. Um, I think you know it's been expressed that. <clears throat> You know, we don't want to be too honest, you know, it could be a turn into a bad meeting, you know, or something like that. But <clears throat> we're not disgruntled employees at the Jiffy Lube, you know. We're, <laughs> we're God's people, we're God's leaders, and we're all here for the same purpose and cause. And I, and I trust that any criticisms that you have will be constructive and that we all want the same things and we're going <laughs> and we'll be honest because we care. And, I, and I'm not going to judge anybody for being honest. I want you to be honest. The only wrong answer is no, is no answer or, or you know, a softball answer. So be honest and we'll, we'll, we'll hammer it out. That's how leaders get things done. They're, they're big on the inside. And they, you know, I'm not going to be mad and I hope you won't either. Because th things like this, meetings like this have to occur if you, if you want to see change, right? Honesty and the truth brings lasting and pur purposeful change so what about God's presence Th does it seem like we're having more of God's presence than we did last year if you were to compare the two on a regular basis yeah. <clears throat> what about God's power <clears throat> now when we get to God's people it seems like to me that the attendance has gone down and over the last few months we've we've took a big dip um, we can just say honestly that every church that I know of has taken the same dip I've talked to other churches in the vicinity and other pastors and and I don't know of anybody that's saying oh man we're just growing <laughs> like wildfire I believe we're going through a season of pruning right I believe People that have rode the fence now that things are getting harder to be a Christian or just falling off the fence on the wrong side. But, you know, Jesus said that he'll prune us that we may produce more fruit. And uh, as hard as it is for some of us like Mary and Angie and, and Denise and Tom that's been in this leadership team for so many years, you know, some of you have been been around a pretty good while. Uh, we we would have been honest. We would have said, you know, we'd had this church filled up by now. We'd be in a bigger building filling it up, and and we're just you know going gangbusters. We'd have been doing those banners on the wall. We'd have already planted a church or two by now, and we thought we would have come farther than this than, than to be back where we started, uh, so to speak, numbers wise. <clears throat> But God doesn't always work according to our agenda and to our, to our plans. And he can bring 3,000 people in one day like he did for, for Peter, right? Um, it was after that they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they were praying and they were all together in one accord. It's God who brings the increase. And um, one thing I have learned and am learning that there's nothing that I can do to do God's part. No. I can do my part, and I have to be happy doing my part. And I say the same thing for you. So if you're in a, in a 
department where you you feel understaffed, underappreciated, and so forth. Um, just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep, just keep fighting. God is putting us in position for Him to bring the increase. And part of that position means that we realize that we're not doing it. We, we, we're in a proper understanding of who gets the glory. Any thoughts on that? Amen. I just think we, uh, well, I'll have to remind myself when we get discouraged about things or how things look or whatever, that God's, the way God sees success is not the world's way, and we just naturally see it the world's way. Like, Surely success would mean a different church and thousands of people, you know. And it, I believe it does mean more people, but uh, still lives are changing. We're all growing. God's way of doing things is just more about in here and with each person than just, you know, success the way the world sees it. Maybe we all want a church. <laughs> Maybe we just want a little church, you know, and we want to. I mean, God's got a church here with people that are close together. We have become a really close family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe thousands of people is not what we need. We just need our people to be more present and more power, you know, show more of that and to grow in Christ and grow the small amount instead of trying to get more. Well, I think that goes along with... I've heard it from Pastor, but I've heard it from others as well. As it, it grows smaller at the same time that you grow larger. So we individually need to be having our faithful time, our secret place, our time with the Lord, our time with the Lord, our time praying for ourselves, for and then for others, and that we and then and then we build relationships through that, like in our teams, like all my teams, you know. And I try to pray with each one. I try to, you know, spend time with each one. And, and I get to hear from them how they're doing. And so that's like little relationships. Mm -hmm. But then the big picture, you know, like he said, God will be praying for the visitors that come in. So I pray for the ones that haven't come in. I pray for the ones that have come. I pray, you know, I pray for the ones that become regular attenders and become members. But, but it's, it has to all be happening at the same time. Um, I feel like we've hit a little stagnation right now. And, you know, I feel like, you know, are we still inviting like we used to? You know, are we still really reaching out into the community like we are supposed to be doing? I mean, I know some of us do more than others, but, but are we really doing that? Because even when you invite, you know, we invite 20, 30, 40, 50 people and nobody comes, it gets disheartening. But then that's why we pray, like, we glorify God, we lift Him up. He's the one who draws them in. It's not up to us. Yeah. It's up, up to us to be the willing vessel. It's up to us to be doing what we are supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And then God brings the increase. God brings in the people. And or keeps the people here who are supposed to be here. You know, it's not up to us to, to get people in. It's not up to us to keep people in. It's up to us to be faithful to God and what he wants us to do. So it's it's easy to say, you know, the numbers are down. You know, what are you doing wrong? What about the numbers are down? What are we doing right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get in principle. Right. right. Yeah, and what in what said <clears throat> one man in the Bible that gives the increase. The rest of us we all just plant and water. Right. 
And I think you're going, I'm, I'm going to try and eat so I don't talk very much, okay, to help you all out here. <laughs> In light of the number one here, we're, guys, we're not going to get into all this lot, see a tangible increase in God's presence, power, and people in the services. In my personal opinion, we don't need to worry about a purple chair count. In my, in my personal opinion, we need to worry about ushering in the presence of God and the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to participate in our midst, whether it's from worship to preaching to her smile to whatever it is. We, most of us have felt the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. Most of us know what that is. You felt that just a week or two ago praying for people. I felt it after service. I mean, not after service, but after the praise and worship. And I turned mm -hmm. around and I, I looked at Tom. Tom looked at me. He felt it too. I could look at Tom. Yeah. <laughs> but as, as Pastor's talking about us as leaders, somebody's got to usher that in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody's got to, guys, somebody's got to, <laughs> the corporate anointing. I was talking to Brother Joe. Don't want you to know that him and I talk every now and then. But we're talking about the corporate anointing. You know, if there's a dozen of us here now, and eight of us come into this meeting prayed up and ready to go, we didn't have what's known as the corporate anointing. We got more of us that are ready and willing, as opposed to those of us that are just showing up on Sunday because we're saved and. I'll tell a cute little story, and then after he tells the cute little story, we can go to... We don't even know why. Yeah, we can go over to Golden Corral and eat, it's all good. Yeah, I believe it's here, and I believe God's willing, and I believe he's touching people on an individual basis. But as far as us seeing it in the congregation, I believe that if you truly see it, people would get up and leave. Yeah, because they wouldn't understand it. Exactly. Because of because of the the knowing and the teaching behind it. You know, I've you know, I know it because I've studied and studied and read right. books and so, looked into all these past, you know, men men of God, you know, and listened to their stories and read books on them. <clears throat> and and I'm thinking, man, if somebody done that in our service, about half of them gonna get up and leave. There's truth to that because I, I know people who have left this congregation during a prayer service, during a during time when people are getting healed. Mm -hmm. And they've left because it was weird. Now they've come back, but but there's there's people in our congregation that feel just like that. It's and so weird. They think it's weird. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, to me, it's weird that they would even consider it yeah. because if they're not in the power of God working, you know, just, you just can't yeah. comfort. Right. I know. But I know they're they not advanced. They have different backgrounds. They're yes. raised in Southern Baptist Church or whatever. Like, and it's hard. Yeah. You know, so so when people decide to come here, they feel the presence of the Lord. They feel the love, but they don't understand. Yeah, and that's my prayer, that I would grow in maturity enough that I would be able to not only demonstrate God's power and His presence to people, but explain to them what's happening. Right. Because me, I feel it, it hits me, and I just want to give it to them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I get it, yeah, and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm leaving, he's nuts, you know? Whatever service you did on, uh, when you did it, when you did the, the power, 
I know that I had about three people call me up today on Facebook saying, what was that all about? And I said, I don't know. I wasn't even in the service, so I don't know what was going on. Let me watch it get back to you. Didn't our brother Paul go to the church and say, you know, how long are you going to stay on the milk? I mean, I'd really like you to graduate. that's where we're at. We're right there. Well, then we have to support him and let him teach us as a congregation in those aspects. I mean, Paul's like, how long are you going to drink this stuff? You know, I got a really nice ribeye sitting over here. You interested in that? Oh, with the baked potato mm -hmm. and the bacon bits. You said the important thing is that they came back. Some people might not. Is that correct? Only our job is to follow the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit's job to lead them back, and so we just need to allow everybody to take their own part and allow the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So one in water, never <clears throat> Yeah, and I'm not. Yeah, sure but that... you don't. You don't want someone. I'm using myself as an example because this is what I struggle with. I don't want to do something that's going to cause somebody to want to leave. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like she said, I know you got phone calls because I know people that literally said, nah, we don't believe that way. Yeah. We're not going to do things that way. That's right. You know, and you want to be kind, you want to be gentle, and you want to be loving. But like you said again, you want pastor's heart and the rest of our hearts to see God's power and see his presence and to see his people. But that mm -hmm. word was yeah, powerful. Right. It was anointed. I think I heard that you went up, Joe, afterwards and said, that's one of the best sermons I've ever heard you preach. Mm -hmm. They just I mean, the it, best sermons I've ever heard, not just him preach. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not, not <clears throat> to lift Joe up, but that was God ministering. That's right. That was the Holy Spirit speaking. And if, Mary, if you don't understand, I would hope that you have enough sense to come up and say, yo, Greg, what was, what, I'm just using that as an example, you know what I mean, Angie? To, hey, what, what was he doing? What was going on? And that's why I'm working with him one-on-one, -on -one because I, I, I've been, you know, giving a pastor and say, hey, man, you got to keep, you know, I'm hearing from God, but you got to, you know, tell me, oh, be careful there. Don't be careful, you know. Because we ain't trying to tear the body down or tear the body apart, but we're wanting to build the body up. And we, yeah. want, to, we want the Holy Spirit to flow, but they don't yeah. understand but the Holy Spirit. Right I don't now. think we can move on in fear because, like I said, it's the Holy Spirit's job because isn't it for the unbelievers? I mean, the signs and the wonders. Yeah. I mean, and the funny thing is, is all those years ago, when we were coming, Bill and I were coming in our 20s, like when my kids' age, we started coming to this church, and um, Tom knows this, and the first thing that happened was they were speaking in tongues, and Buddy Adams was the pastor. And Bill goes, "What do you think they're doing?" Mm -hmm. And I go, <laughs> "You know." And I go, "You know," because I knew everything. You know, I was like, "Oh, they're, they're speaking in the original Latin." So I didn't have a clue. <laughs> 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 We should do that and then follow up with an explanation yes. and a little Not teaching. There. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, pray, pray in the spirit and then explain. 
Explain what happened. What that was. And what Some was. of y'all might not understand what that is. Let me tell you, and take you to the scripture and say, this is the this language. Is when you pray, I mean, basically, nobody could really, you know, understand. you could pray in the spirit, and congregation wouldn't even know it. Right. Yeah, that's true. The day that Very I went true. up and Marsha prayed for me, we just both stood and prayed and stood together. I know both here. of them about fell out. Mary, who's the first Corinthians that says it specifically tongues is for unbelievers mm -hmm. yeah. as a sign to them, mm -hmm. right? That something, obviously, something's going on here, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Not so much yeah. believers as it were, people that are already in the fold and have an understanding, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You know what I mean? As yeah. far as signs and wonders go, uh, mm -hmm. gifts, uh, anyway, just saying, it's yeah. specifically that. Well, uh, <clears throat> thank y'all for that very interesting, very dialogue. Everybody has a valid point here, and that's that's the tricky thing because we won't meet, but we have a congregation of babies. Okay, so so how much will choke to babies? How much can and and I think explanation on behalf of the ministers. Uh, more teaching on the gifts of the Spirit will help them begin uh, to go with it. I, I would say if the Holy Spirit leads you to do something, do it. You know, if you know it's the Holy Spirit, you, you always do what the Holy Spirit says. He's the He's the boss here. So, so we don't we don't try to uh, moderate the Holy Spirit what He wants to do. Well, Holy Spirit, you know, I know you think you know what you're doing, but no, this thing will work. We do what the Holy Spirit says. Um, just, but I would say, you know, God takes his time. Um, these changes are not going to, we're not going to go out and preach a certain sermon next Sunday and everybody's going to be mature and ready for the things of God. Uh, it's going to take time. We're taking baby Christians. We, we are a congregation of new people. You know, we tend to, to, to uh, cater to, to uh, the lost and the hurting and the broken and the people don't know anything about religious things. That's good, but uh, so we have to we have to use wisdom and follow the Holy Spirit, you know, especially follow the Holy Spirit. And uh, so I would say uh, I don't think we're doing bad. No. I think we're you know we're doing the best that we know, and I don't think we've made huge mistakes or anything. I think we're learning, and I would say continue to pray for those who speak and those who minister in our church that they would have wisdom uh, to, uh, along with and, and the courage to do what the Holy Spirit directs. Anybody, everybody agree with that? Yes. So that's good. One good thing to me, and it was my experience when we started coming here, before we started coming here, we went, we visited here to somewhere else and it was like a wild service. I've never ever been anything like that. Uh, to Eastman Curtis, and so we, me and him went. We was, I mean, it was wild. So we went and left. We're like, we're never going there again, you know. And then later, I, my friend Tina went, and I met Mary. And everybody I met, they kept pulling me in, but we never went back to church. But I would be around all these people, and I loved the people off the bat. I loved all the people. I felt comfortable with them every day. I remember thinking, I really love. I went to like her baby shower. I was thinking. I just love those people so much. It's too bad I can't go to that church. She died. Because I was like, I don't go to a church like that. You know, that was just so foreign to me. But my point is, even here, I feel like people might be uncomfortable. And then eventually we did. But even then, I didn't understand everything. 
and it took a while, but I could tell these people were genuine and not flaky and crazy. Is yeah, what I mean. Yeah. So I feel like that's our strength is loving people and, you know, being there for people and building relationships through life groups. And that gives you all the opportunities to talk to people too at life groups or however you reach out or whatever. But, you know, that's what I, we always want to, we want to follow the spirit, but we want to not be flaky or have it make sure it's not just something we feel like we have to do every service either. Because there's times in our experience that that was the case. So we don't ever want it to be like that either. Right? Don't fake it. So that probably made us hesitant at times. Well, we shouldn't have been hesitant, maybe, you know. But I feel like the people, you know, God can work on their heart if they, you know. Mary said it earlier. Loving the people. Do it out there. Yeah. Power of. The relationship with us will help them say to learn, you know. I concur with what you're saying. I don't think we need to make it a show. Right. I think yeah. we just simply need to allow God to be God, yes, that's whichever right. way that, because yeah. he's not going to allow us, Angie, to be that way. Yeah. And, and I respect and understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Been there. Yeah. Yeah. He worked it out. They're the pastors now. He worked it out with me. I was still kept coming. Been there yeah. that long. Yeah. So let him so be I know people, there. it's unusual. Well, if we get to where we're watching everything you say, we're like the law. That's you know? right. Yeah. Watching. I mean, Seal got fired from the job because he said the word monkey. Right. Monkey is yeah. the black people. Yeah. And I've been. Of course, he didn't mean it. Uh, he took it that way. He, I took it that way. Yeah. You know? And uh, and we could get so caught up in trying to watch our words, we, we were loose while being God, like, trying fired. to say what the Holy yeah. Spirit God, is saying. God, like, fired. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Not for saying monkey. Well, that's, this is a great discussion, great discussion. This is things we need to talk about. And I can assure you that this very conversation is on my heart all the time. Yeah. Because I do not want to limit the, the work of the Holy Spirit. I have told God expressly that if I'm limiting what he wants to do in this church, he can move me out of the way. I will gladly step down. He can... He can kill me if he wants to before I would allow this church to be limited by what God wants to happen here. So, but at, at the same time, there is wisdom involved and, and there's, it takes time. And, and so pray, pray that, that we will follow God and we don't want to, you know, make mistakes and run people off that shouldn't have been run off, right? But at the same time, we certainly don't want to stop the Holy Spirit from changing lives. It's eventually going to be the power and the presence of God that's going to bring the people. That'll that'll fill our purple chairs in light of your testimony. I've shared this with a couple of brothers, and I know there's some brothers and sisters here that know it. If God's healing people and changing hearts, we don't have to worry about filling the purple chairs. Yeah. They'll be beating the door down to get inside. Yeah. Why? Because God's here. Mm-hmm. And yes, he will touch you. And then we'll have a whole other set of issues. Yeah, that's right. We'll have a bunch of flaky people wanting to come here and get in on it, you know. Yeah. So, so it'll always be a challenge. And, and so, you know, we'll, we'll follow God to the best of our abilities. Okay, so... You guys are familiar with the rest of them. You can read them there. We did real good on number one. Um, you know, we're, we're familiar with the rest of them. And, uh, you know, I, 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 
I read my goals every week. That's part of my to-do list is to read through these goals and see where, I, and that, that causes me to think about what I can do to help accomplish these goals for the year's over. And the year's not over yet. So if I hadn't finished one of these, I'm still working on it. And if I, if I don't complete it, it ain't because I hadn't prayed and, and thought about it. And the same thing for your goals. Um, our passion data report down there for 2022, it's up to date through September. Uh, let's just look at a few things. If you look th uh, under September, uh, the average, uh, the amount of adults who came in uh, September were 207. If you go over under the red totals, it, it breaks it down. Um, year to date, we've had 2,020 people come through our doors, adults. Uh, that's a monthly average of 224, and that's a weekly average of 53 people, 53 adults come to our service. Um, but as you can see, the numbers have been down a little bit, but they fluctuate. Um, children, we average eight children per week. Uh, the nursery averages three. Uh, tithes and offerings, weekly. Uh, we bring in $3,285. If you'll look down at uh, at the bottom there where it says giving totals and it says 124000 then next to it, it, it shows you uh, what we need to a month. It's only broken down in a month. Let's say we need $13,871 a month to, to break even with our budget. So $3,285 a week, uh, we're, we're averaging 13800 No, something's wrong there. The annual budget. Huh? Yeah, 135 is the annual budget. Yeah, okay, there it is. 13.5 is what we would need monthly to make our goal, and we're making 13871 so is that helping us pay back when we were using other people's money? Uh, it didn't really work like that, but oh, okay. um, but that's only $300 more. And, and if you look at the, the monthly totals, we need a little bit over, we need $13,871, or no, $13,500 to, to break even. Look at the months of uh, August. August and September, 11000 and 10000 going in the wrong direction. We did have some big months. Uh, January was 17,000, March was 16, April 14, almost 15, May 17, so we were going in the right direction. But as Angie always brings to my attention when I begin to worry about these things, which I should not do, they fluctuate and they they're, and right now we're right on target. We are making our goals this year so far if we, if we can pull this trend around here. Missions given is an average of uh, $1,027 per month, which is really good that we give towards missions. Um, adults, it's hard to keep the life group stuff because we do it semesters, right? And so you have months where you're not even meeting, but we have a weekly average of 15, but you know, during the semester, it got, that's much different. Um, our youth group, uh, the monthly average of 19 and the weekly average of five. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, because I think you started with what, one or two? Yeah, one or two. Mm -hmm. And you're lost. averaging five. I lost two or three. No, I lost four. Come back. Mm -hmm. so we, 
We started with one, got up to five, and then lost four, and then ended up with five or six back. Let me, let me, let me just point this out, if it's not obvious. He started with one. <laughs> the audacity of a man to say, yeah, I'll take that ministry. I'll start with one. Good job. Great job, great faith, great consistency. Yeah. Yes, yes. So we're working together in that. But thank you for, for not being afraid to start small. So many, most people probably would say, nah, y'all ain't got no youth. I'm not doing that. But you, by faith, took the youth ministry and have changed a lot of lives because of it. Uh, okay, first time guest, we're averaging one a week. Passion Prayer, we're averaging 10. Mm -hmm. And that that's good, a little bit higher than it would have been because I'm counting the people that when we go with the other church, you know. And so we have a big bump each month. Yeah. Uh, we, if you, well, I just try. There's only one way to do the numbers, and that's right. <laughs> Number 11 on our church-wide goals, it says increase our weekly prayer participation to an average of 12. So we hadn't got there yet, but we still have a little time. Um, we're, we've had only four baptisms this year. It's been just not a lot of new people coming in. We, Like I said, we're, uh, community service hours, six per week, and an average of three salvations per week. And you'll see that a lot of these categories were not reported at certain months. It's just hard to get all that information to, gathered together and, and put on paper sometimes. And then you got people like Tom where 10 people will stand up and receive salvation and he'll say, ah, three of them didn't mean it. And he'll only, he'll only report seven. So, no, I'm just kidding. But there, we, are, we do try to be conservative on who we think was really yeah. saved. The best that we can. People, you know, every, every time we go to the jail and it's the same people and they give their lives again, I don't count that. Yeah. So any questions on that data report or comments or anything surprise you? It's, this is not statistically a great year. I mean, it's, it looks like a downturn, but we're still here. Yeah, it's been, it's been tough since COVID struck. But was it the, the year before COVID that we went uh, like 10 or so in the red and in the year of COVID we pulled ourselves out the first year? Mm -hmm. Or was that before? Yeah, two years ago you were in the red, right? That would be 2020, right, I guess. Last year. It was COVID first year. Last year, yeah. Even in your tracking to do the same. Mm -hmm. Guys mm -hmm. just keeping you going. Yeah, yeah. 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 And guys, listen. Well, I shouldn't even say that. We're not going to throw out hypotheticals. But I'm just saying, me and Andrew are in it for the long haul, whether we get paid or not, okay? So, how close is your department to making your goals for the year? You guys are all department leaders. And, and, I, and I, want you to, I want you to look at your goals every week. Uh, I know it's just, it seems like it's just paperwork to us, Sometimes, and I know people that don't take it very seriously, and they, I'm just, I ain't got time to do anything but what I do, you know. But write the vision, make it plain, keep it before your eyes. And that's how visions get accomplished. You got to keep it before your eyes. 
Know your vision. Be able to describe your, your vision because that's what leaders must do to get other people on board with the vision. So if you don't know or even remember what your vision was or your goals for the year were, how are you going to encourage anybody else to want to help you come along and make your goals and, and do your vision? So it may seem like paperwork, it may seem like just a trivial little thing that we ask of you, but I can assure you that it is going to be as much as you make want it to be. Because if we do this right and we take our goals and our vision very seriously, other people will too. Because we, we influence. That's what leadership is, influence. All right, uh, so it's time to start praying about your 2023 goals. Um, I had 15 goals. That's just way too many. Um, I would say you're, you need to have maybe five or six goals. And you need to have one of them as a faith goal that you can't do unless God intervenes. It needs to be something you're putting your faith out there, believe in God, something big, important. And, but the rest of your goals need to be challenging but realistic. Uh, you want to press yourself, but you don't want to make them so far out there that by the end of the year you didn't accomplish any of them. And then you feel like, oh, we didn't do and everybody feels bad. You want to push yourself, right? And but you want to you want to be able to attain these goals. Um, when we're in a downturn, with the laborers are few, as we are right now, we must keep things simple. We cannot just do things for the sake of doing things. Um, you know, there was a time not too long ago that we put, uh, we said, well, we'll we'll add people that we need to this department we'll let these new people serve here and all that well right now we're just if we do that we're just wearing out the same people so use wisdom and and go with the the boots on the ground go with the way the war is going right boots now okay you see what i'm saying uh, use use wisdom and don't just wear out your sheep be, be alert for people in your group that may be suffering a little burnout. Give them a break. And sometimes if we have to do that, that might mean cutting back on what we try to accomplish. The things that we have put in place to accomplish this year may not be the same realistic goals that we expect next year. In fact, I'm asking you to be flexible. I'm asking you to see the big picture of the church as a whole and not to get tunnel vision, not to get my department and, and territorial and this is the way we do it. You know what I'm saying? I know you're excited about your group and I know you love to hang on to the things that you worked so hard to put in place. Me too. Me too. But if it's at the expense of burning my people out, if it's the expense of the church as a whole, I have to say, you know what? Like I said earlier, God, even if you don't need me, if you have to move me out of the way for the good of the church, then I'll, I'll, I'll close this department if it's not necessary at this moment. God can always open it back again. The things that we do in the future when the, when the sheep come in and the, and the laborers come, We'll make changes and it'll, it'll go back better than it was. But if for the sake of the good of the whole, I am seeing people, our sheep wore out, quitting because they're overworked, 
and stuff like that, then we may have to make some serious changes. Hope it doesn't come to that, but I'm just preparing us as a people to be flexible and to not see your identity as, as what you've been called to do. What you've been called to do is not your identity. Your, your, your identity is more tied to, to your flexibility to do what God needs you to do. <laughs> right? There's, I should have thought of an example in the Old Testament or something of somebody who was, was called to do this, but they ended up doing this, you know. Yeah, soldiers have to do many things. There'll be, there'll be soldiers in them, you know, like saving Private Ryan on that beach on D-Day. <laughs> You know, I don't care if you got stripes on your shoulder or not. You, you, you know, you got to get up that hill. You got to survive, and then we'll work it out, right? Okay. So some of us may be called to be leaders by the time we get up this hill that we weren't before. Some of us may be called to say, "Ooh, I need to take a break. I might have to lay down a minute." <laughs> and I don't want you burned out. That is not good for us if we're not healthy. Spiritually and even physically and mentally. Martha. <laughs> That's a good point. Any any comments on that? Yes, Angie's wearing me out. She wants to schedule every month. <laughs> I made it easy for her. <laughs> yeah. 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 We we have we I, I say after I send it to you, I say, have you sent in she, your sent in your your stuff? That's why you got mine a couple it. hours after. Her. Oh yeah, I didn't know yeah. she was coming. That's exactly that. what that was about. <laughs> I know I've had to do it that uh, my people in Venezuela, and I'll get the report of our one the teams that are doing, and I look at it and you know what their outside jobs are, you know, as far as with their church and all this kind of thing, and I think, you know, these people do not need to be doing so. You know, I have to go, and I say. Y'all doing too much. You need to let some of them go. Mm -hmm. And uh, because it doesn't do anybody any good, the people they're ministering to or themselves. Yeah, we always say that people are more important than the task. Um, and, you know, a lot of times when we're holding on so dearly to the thing that we feel like we were important in creating, the process or whatever it is, our ministry who I am, this, we're seeing our identity in that thing, then we can't be flexible enough for what God wants to do next. And God is always bringing new manna into the house, and we can't get the new manna if we're holding on to the old manna. And, you know, it's like, what if the praise team, we, we played a song, and it was just anointed, and, and people jumped and shouted and got set free, and it changed the world here. And then 10 years later, we're still playing that same song every Sunday. And the people are like, get it out of here, you know. I can't take it no more. God is, is he says, I make all things new. You know, so we have to follow that. And trust that if it means you lose something in the process, God has a better plan going forward. I believe, y'all believe that? Don't let me just up here and, and <laughs> preach this thing. Y'all tell me if I'm telling the truth or just preaching you're doing fine, brother. Keep going. Okay. Now, here's the discussion time. But let's take a break first. Um, let's take a, like a five-minute break before we get into this. And y'all can use the restroom, whatever you need to do.
for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.